Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. No, Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Even forgot what day it was, so we're off to a great start. I'm Steve Dace. He's Aaron McIntyre. He's Todd Erzin, URU. Um, coming up later on on the program today, um, we are going to talk to our good friend, The Return of the Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. Uh, we will play Buy, Sell, or Hold at the bottom of the hour. We continue to receive just glowing reviews overall of Nefarious uh, in theaters uh, now for a second week. And... Um, it's a battle, man. It was a battle just getting into the theaters. It's a battle holding on to theaters. So this is where you guys come in. This is where we need you now that you have seen the film. And uh, we're getting more reviews now from the faith community as well. Um, National Catholic Register, places mm, like that that's a good that, are, that are seeing it now and are like, okay, this isn't quite what I expected given the marketing of the movie. And isn't that the problem with a lot of them? They just like, here comes another one. Right. It, it, Right. And I don't, you know, we have a successful show, but it's, you know, we're not like a top 10 show. I'm not like a household name or something. So I don't, I don't expect all these entities in the, you know, in the faith media community to just immediately give me a benefit of the doubt or even know whether to pronounce it dece or dace. Right. Okay. Um, but the guys we made the movie with, I mean, yeah, they wrote God's not dead and they wrote and directed unplanned. So, I mean, the, the idea that they just after doing those two things just decided, you know, let's let's turn around and hail Satan here. I I, I mean, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, I know. you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think they've earned. I think Carrie and Chuck have earned a benefit of the doubt, certainly. Yeah. Um, and I I do I know I because I've heard from you. I know there are people in this audience which I find mystifying, but okay, um, that didn't go see it because they just thought that. Everything I told them essentially about it, that we're going to market it a certain way to bring unbelievers into the theater, but make no mistake, it's, it's the movie. You will enjoy the movie. You will like where it goes. Um, I guess they just thought I just lied to them about that for the last four months, you know? So that's the good news. The good news is we have week two in theaters and looking at the numbers, there's a lot of people in this audience who have still not gotten out and seen the film. Now I've heard from a ton of you that have already seen this thing like two or three times. That is absolutely incredible. I mean, I don't know what to say other than, wow, and thank you. And uh, and now we need word of mouth. We need you to tell people you know, recommend it to people you know, um, and, uh, and, and try to drag them to the theaters as well uh, to support this movie. Uh, it's not just about the potential impact that um, it's having. I, I, you guys should see some of the emails I've received from people. I got an incredible email from somebody last night, a woman who was raped at a young age, and... She had struggled with forgiving her rapist. Is there a distinction between he should be held accountable for his actions, but, I, but I'm, I'm going to let him damage me and break me all over again by carrying that wound and not have it healed in the aftermath for many, many, many years. And our film helped her get to a place where she can say, yeah, that's, he deserves the consequences for what he did. And I don't apologize for that. We have a justice system for a reason. God created a hell uh, for a reason, all right? But I I can't carry that wound around. I, I have to let it go. 
and I have to forgive. And we've gotten a ton of notes like that from people around the country who have seen it. So thank you very much. Please continue to help uh, spread the word of the film here in week two which with another five movies coming out this week, another three movies coming out next week, we'll decide whether we last long enough in theaters for a week three. And thank you to all of you uh, that have. I mean, my email inbox right now is overloaded with nefarious responses, and I'm trying to get to as many of them as I can, and I just simply can't, and that is an excellent problem to have. So I, if you don't hear back from me, please know I did read it, and that's one of the reasons why it takes me so long to get through the list. I do read them all. Um, and uh, and I greatly appreciated your feedback, no matter what you thought of the film. I, I mean, it's an honor that you took the time to go see it and then took the time, the extra time, to tell me what you thought about it. So thank you. All right. Also, um, our friends over at Preborn want to thank you as well for your kindness and generosity that has helped them save a lot of babies over the years. This year, they've got a goal uh, with our Blaze audience to save 70,000 babies from the abortion mill. Well, Steve, I thought we overturned Roe v. Wade. I mean, we, we did. But now it's not, it's not, you know, primarily a legal battle anymore. Now it is primarily a battle of um, hand-to-hand combat with, you know, moms and, and their babies. And they're on the streets engaging in that. Uh, for example, um, the, they ran into a woman named Victoria. Um, her, you know, her name means victorious and that's exactly what happened here with her story. She was anxious when she found out she was pregnant An internet search led her to a preborn network clinic where she would decide the future of her baby. And after seeing her baby on ultrasound, ultrasound, an inexplicable bond was formed with her child so strong that she could not put it into words. She also felt loved by her counselor who assured her it was going to be okay. And thanks to preborn, your generous donations, Victoria courageously chose life and is now eagerly awaiting her baby boy. So if you want to see more stories like that, just $28, um, you can sponsor a life-changing ultrasound and maybe write a new story. And you can donate even more if you want to help with the aftercare uh, as well. Donations of any size go towards saving babies, caring for mothers. All donations are tax-deductible. And when you give, you're going to receive pictures and stories of the lives that your gift helped to rescue. Just dial uh, pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or go to preborn.com slash Steve. Your love has the power to save a life at preborn.com slash Steve. And with that, let us begin as we always do with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Fauci lied and people died. Former director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe testified in front of a House committee yesterday and told Congressman Jim Jordan the reason Fauci and others pushed so hard for the natural origin theory of the pandemic is because they were funding the very labs it was created in. Dr. Collins called us conspiracy theorists if you believed in the, in, in the lab as the, as the origin. Tell me your, why do you think Fauci and Collins took that? I got my theory and I think I'm right, but I'd like to hear from the director of national intelligence what he thinks Fauci and Collins' motivation for sharing false information with the American people. Well, I think the best evidence of that is their own conversations, which, which say that they didn't want unwarranted or unwanted, or they think the term was unwanted attention to the relationships um, that were taking place between Western virologists and those working within maybe the, the, the Wuhan you Institute of Virology and funding sources for some yeah. of that research. Our into- money to a lab in China that wasn't up to code, that was doing gain-of-function research, and that's where this thing came from. That's what they didn't want us to know. You agree with that, Mr. Ratcliffe? 
I do agree with that. The FDA ended the emergency use authorization for the original formulation of the COVID jab while amending the schedule and keeping the EUA for the existing formulation. In completely unrelated news, Bills NFL player Damar Hamlin has been cleared to return to the football field after his collapse on a Monday night football game in January. So the diagnosis of pretty much what happened to me was basically commodio cortis. It's a direct blow at a specific point in your heartbeat that causes cardiac arrest. And five to seven seconds later, um, you fall out. And that's pretty much what everyone's seen January 2nd of this year. Um, Commodio Cortis is the leading cause of death in youth, in youth athletes across all sports. So that's something that I personally will be taking a step in to make a change. Donald Trump was back on the warpath against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, hitting him with uh, this on Truth Social. Quote, DeSantis is being absolutely destroyed by Disney. His original PR plan fizzled, so now he's going back with a new one in order to save face. Disney's next move will be the announcement no more money will be invested in Florida because of the governor. In fact, they could even announce a slow withdrawal or sale of certain properties or the whole thing. Watch, that would be a killer. In the meantime, this is all so unnecessary. A political stunt Ron should work on the squatter mess. In completely unrelated news, here's Donald Trump just a few years ago. Uh, I know Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is extraordinary. Uh, Harvard, Yale, uh, brilliant. Uh, ran an incredible campaign. Uh, really uh, beat a lot of people that he wasn't supposed to beat because he came into the race and a lot of people didn't know him. He's an extreme talent and he will make a fantastic governor of Florida. So I think Ron is uh, he's extraordinary in so many different ways. Also, one name who was promoted and had a pretty large platform in the MAGA world is Ali Alexander. Various MAGA acolytes had promoted him as a culture warrior, including Laura Loomer, Alex Brusewitz, and Roger Stone. It turns out Ali is a predator who is accused of and has apologized for asking young boys on social media for pictures of their junk. Charming. Meanwhile, Ron DeSantis spoke to Benny Johnson about the transgenderism scam. So some of this is, yes, it's taking away opportunities in athletics and some other stuff, and that's really, really important. But I think there's also just the issue of, are we going to be a society based on truth? Or are we going to be a society based on deceit? And if you take a man and they dress up as a woman and you tell me I have to accept that they're a woman, then you're asking me to be complicit in a lie. And I just refuse to do that. So we've got to tell the truth. Uh, I think, you know, the truth will set you free. And let's just be honest. At the Florida State House, members of the group Moms for Liberty were there to watch deliberations for bills dealing with gender issues when they were accosted and confronted and backed into a room by an angry mob of pro-mental illness activists. We charge you with And finally, here's this Gillette ad from the 1980s, which went viral last week on social media for no reason whatsoever. You're looking sharp. You're looking good. You've come so far. We know how to make the most of who you are. Father to son, it's what we've always done. Gillette.
Hunting Strip. The best a man can get. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! And that's what happened while we were away. Exactly. That's a that's a different like yeah. country. I know. Yeah. I mean I mean it's a it's literally a different country. I mean what what did the most important politician of that era say frequently? You're always one generation away. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, eighties would be about forty years ago. One generation away. Uh, I mean I, I one of the first things I did when I came home last year for our annual Christmas break is um, Amy and I thought it'd be fun to go on YouTube. We were combing through YouTube and there were several collections of classic Christmas commercials from the 70s, 80s and 90s. So, you know, we were kids, growing up, teenagers, young adults, etc. I, I mean, I got to tell you. And I mean, it's not like you know, they were like morally pristine. I mean, Hollywood stars in the 70s went to actual theaters to watch Deep Throat, like Johnny Carson famously did that, for example. All right. I mean, you'll find plenty of movies with F-bombs made in the 70s, 80s, and 90s as well. Okay. So it's not like they were morally pristine. They weren't insane. I mean, it is, it, I, I, watching those, it didn't put me in the Christmas spirit actually at all. Um, it, it made me angry. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, 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 I had to stop watching them, uh, because it just, the evidence of a cultural hijacking was just laid bare watching those commercials during that era. And it's, here's what's going on right now. Some of you aren't going to like this, but it's okay. Cause it's true. So I'm going to say it anyway. Right now. Rick Grinnell, prominent figure in Trump world, is on Twitter arguing that if you think adults training themselves, mutilating themselves is bad, you're homophobic. That's going on right now as we speak. Now, Grinnell, of course, is the highest placed homosexual we've ever had, at least out of the closet anyway, in government and American history. Um, he ran the Department of National Intelligence, I want to say is what it was. Pretty high IC community post. He did a great job, by the way. Did a very good job. Um, but that's, he's, he's doing that right now. He's, he's arguing on Twitter with people and telling them they're homophobic if you're against adults taking themselves to the island of Dr. Moreau. This is on the heels of Don Jr., who in the last week urged people. I was looking the other day at our podcast ranking. I'm like, how the hell are we like 50 spots higher than Don, Donald Trump Jr.? And then I went and saw where he told people to uh, leave Bud Light alone. And I go, okay, well, that's... <laughs> now I know why. <laughs> it makes... Because that just, that just simply should not happen. Right? Yeah. I mean, the name, the brand, the, the, the list, it, it, that just should not happen. Um, and that was after Don Jr. was, um, the clip that Aaron had last week that he's liberal as bleep on the trans stuff. Just leave the kids alone, which we broke all that down. And there, there's a, we tried that in the eighties and nineties on homosexuality and look where that got us. It just, you, you don't, you cannot damn a river downstream. Okay. I, I know it's a nice talking point. 
Um, but you, you, the other side will never let you get away with that. They're going to call you every name in the book, whether you want to ban these things outright or just protect kids from them. I mean, it, it, it and, and now I see, I've been a little bit, you know, distracted with my movie here the last week or two, but am, am, I, I got up this morning, I start checking Twitter. I'm like, is it 2006? We're having abortion election. Yeah, ele- We're that's, having abortion arguments about what's electable. That's been fun. We've I mean, are, what the on, hell is that about? Our side knocking school choice again. We've had that 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 type of discourse a lot this last year. But yeah, this week is crazy. So there are only two guys that have any shot of being the nominee of the Republican Party next year are Trump and, and, and DeSantis. Trump overturned Roe v. Wade. I'm sure he will try if he's the nominee to articulate some moderate position. No way. It'll never happen. They'll never let him get away with it. All he'll do is turn off people that might have voted for him. Find me the one single woman in America who was like, man, you know, I went and voted against Republicans because they overturned Roe last year. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, Trump says that, uh, you know, he's pro-choice up to 15 weeks or 13 weeks or some arbitrary number. So I'm going to totally forget that he's the guy that overturned Roe. Name me, find me. Is there, is, is there a single, one single, single woman voter that I just described, like anywhere in America? They may be Hitler, but not really vote? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, not happening. He, you need to own that. Now you have DeSantis sign the six-week ban with all of the exceptions that the consultants say are okay. Didn't DeSantis do what you guys all wanted to do? Pro-life with exceptions. Isn't that what the same smart set has told us for 25 years we had to be? I don't know why you're yelling at DeSantis. He did what you wanted. Frankly, I'm the one that ought to be criticizing DeSantis for the, for the ban he, started, he signed. All right, because I'm not I'm, I'm like, I don't believe in exceptions, but the rest of the smart set out there, he this is the fulfillment of your vision quest. He did what you wanted. Most Americans are in favor of abortions in the first trimester, not after. So six weeks. And I think it's I think it's life, death of, of, of the mother or life of the mother, rape, incest. And even there was something called mental extreme mental stress or something, I think was another exception in there. I mean, isn't that what you guys have all told us we should have been doing all these years? Is that? He did it. You should be applauding. There's no way around this issue next year because one of those two guys is going to be the nominee. And one guy signed a ban that, uh, on abortions at six weeks, not all of them, but most of them. And another guy overturned Roe versus Wade. You can't, you're not going to get around that. So you have, that's a sunk cost, all right? There's going to be a high turnout of single women as a result of this. We just saw this in the last election. Right. So that's a sunk cost. So you're going to have to figure out what other issues do we have out there that we can turn out other voters to compensate for the single women that will come out against us. Oh, by the way, single women always come out against Republicans. Doesn't matter who the nominee is every single time. Doesn't matter who it is. John McCain. Doesn't matter. Mitt Romney. Single women come out in mass against Republicans every time. This is not something that just miraculously happened to last election after the overturning of Roe. And so I'm, I'm like, what the hell did I miss the last couple of days with my movie that I am seeing arguments that I, we were blogging about in the mid 2000s? What the hell? All right. We're way past these kinds of conversations, way past them. Roe v. Wade is overturned. There's no other. I mean, every Republican has to own that and frankly should be proud to actually. Frankly, should be proud to. 
in my opinion, what Trump did with the overturning of Roe is at least the greatest accomplishment by any singular Republican in my lifetime, uh, other than Reagan winning the Cold War, or it's at least on par with that. Maybe you could argue surpasses it. So you're going to gain nothing by running away from it. What the hell are we even talking about? Someone from the Babylon Bee was actually arguing we got to we got to be for killing some babies to win. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't see that. No, that was the, no, you did. That was Ashley St. Clair. And what the irony about that too is that I, Ashley, I believe that she was out of wedlock. I, I might be correctly incorrect about that, but she uh, had a baby as well. And she posted uh, a few years ago about how her grandmother actually offered to pay her own mom, her own mom, to have her killed. Her own story means she has already won the argument. I know. Go and shout it from the rooftop. Go out and win. I know. And we're, and we're, again, it's like it's 2005. We're dropping the phrase personally pro. What the, what the hell is going on? Have we learned nothing? Don't we have 75 other problems right now? You overturned Roe. You're not going to get around this. There's no, there's no math. There's no formula. There's no genius. There's no reprogramming, reprogramming of the Kobayashi Maru. You took the other side's greatest shibboleth of the damned and you smashed it in their face. Some, the idea that, that they're not going to remember that if you massage another way of doing it, of communicating it, is effing dumb. And everybody saying it is effing stupid or soulless. Some things you just have to own. That's just the reality. There's going single women who don't vote for you anyway will come out in droves next year if either one of those guys is the nominee to vote against you. Can't avoid it. It's reality. Deal with it. You've got a year to think about how you're going to own that, how you're going to turn it to your advantage, what other groups you're going to try to play to to turn them out differently, to compensate for it. But to sit here and, and, and act like... You are solving a Rubik's Cube backwards with blindfolded. You're an idiot. You overturned Roe. Guys, the era of massaging and faking your pro-lifeness is now over. Every Republican is tainted with that. Or could look at it as merit badged with it, rewarded with it, and own it. The idea that half of righty Twitter has been arguing, oh, we can't win with... What? You think that there's a nuanced position after you overturn Roe? <laughs> get, get the bleep out of here. Idiots. Just freaking idiots. I'm sorry. It's stupid. From their perspective, you punched him in the face. But somehow, if we don't talk about it and we, we massage it, they'll completely remember. They completely forget the bloody nose they experienced. All I can hear is nefarious in my head saying, that's my boy. Yeah, I, I just, I was flabbergasted seeing this when I got up this yeah. morning. Because, and I looked at some of these threads. They'd been going on for a couple of days. So again, I've been in, a, I've been in an affairs tunnel, man. All right? That's all my emails right now. That's all I'm trying to sell movies, as many movie tickets as I can. And I'm just like, uh, 2006 called and wants its conservative FAM radio talk show back. All right? Goodness. All right. So... Trump siding with woke Disney. Yeah, come on. You knew that was coming. What I think is going to be fascinating about this, 
this is going to be a very clarifying cycle, right? Like RFK Jr. I believe is announcing as we Correct. speak right yep. now, yep. right? And and we have we have talked about how his candidacy is going to show us how many people, how many good old fashioned liberals are really still left in America, and how many of them are just regime compliant stormtroopers, basically. And I'm fully prepared to be disappointed at this answer, but I think it is vitally important to receive it publicly, so that that there, again, no nuance, no no massaging. We are everybody's on the record. We know where everybody stands. And if and if if that's the case, then that you know we we have to do to to white wokeism what we did to white hoodism in another in a previous generation, unquestionably drive it into the in into the nickel core of the earth. All right. We're also going to find out how many people are just, it doesn't matter what Trump says. They, they invest in him as a political brand. And because at this point, I mean, his kids out there for training madness, his kids out there back in Bud Light. And that's the conservative kid guy, guys, right? And gals, somebody sent me an email. I'm not a guy. I'm a babe. I'm a doll. I'm a chick. Fair. Guys and babes, <laughs> right? Um, that's the that's the that's the conservative kid. That's the that's the one who comes and speaks at our TPUSA's and all of our events and 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 touches on the hot button culture war issues. He's the one out there saying, "Leave Bud Light alone." I'm liberal as bleep on training madness. Now, there is a large group of people. I don't know how large. I, I suspect we're going to find out. Because by the time this is over, I think Trump is going, by the time this primary is over, Saul, I'm sorry, uh, Trump, is going to violate every one of our orthodoxies, mark it down, Mm. every single one of them. Because you're already already seeing the pattern. If Ron DeSantis affirms our orthodoxies, our orthodoxies are wrong. Like, what Aaron yeah. showed about Disney. Our orthodoxies are wrong. He is going to violate all of our orthodoxies. And it will be fascinating to see how many people are just like, I'm into him as a brand, or I'm paid to be into him as a brand, if you look at our, our industry side of things. I, I don't know who Ali Alexander was. I don't never heard his name until yesterday, you know, but I'm not heavily connected into that world. But... If you're not a groomer or a home, can anybody, can, can, can the non-groomers and homosexuals at this point on the right raise their hands so we just know how many we have? Because, I mean, is, is everybody just grooming kids and sodomizing each other? Is everybody just doing that? I mean, does anybody, does anybody, <laughs> I was going to, I shouldn't say what I was going to say out loud, I won't. Yet. <laughs> you don't know what I really wanted to say. <laughs> Let's just say it was going to be a crude take on, does nobody like to sleep with chicks anymore? Okay. I mean, I mean, it's honestly, is everybody an ankle grabber or, or, uh, uh, you know, a, a would be molester? Seriously. Can we just have some good old fashioned adultery and fornication again? For goodness sakes, I'm not asking for much here. What are we closer to? Donald Trump agreeing with DeSantis about anything 
or his campaign or his super PAC making a campaign commercial that says Super Bowl like I'm going to Disney World and then he's there on LGBT night walking around pictures with Rainbow Mickey you're only I'm that's not even serious. a joke that, I know you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be joking I mean they literally held a Rainbow Jihad conclave at Mar-a-Lago over Christmas so he's going to violate by the time by the time we get to the end of this nomination fight I mean you're going to see Trump violate virtually every orthodoxy we have in order to use it to t- attack DeSantis or why he's wrong. And it, it will be fascinating to see. Now, you know, DeSantis has a role to play in this. Can he build, or, can he build a successful organization? Um, can, it, can he make himself uh, somebody who's personally acceptable on a campaign trail? Campaigning in Florida is different than a place like Iowa and New Hampshire. There's, it's a massive state, so many major TV markets. The retail aspect of politics is largely off the table. Okay, And so that's why you have to raise $200 million to win a, a statewide election there like he did last year. Because it's all fought out on TV. You know, in major markets, Tampa, Orlando, um, et cetera, Miami, um, you know, so what's he like out on the stump? Does he connect with people? I mean, he, he will play a role in his in, in, in his ultimate uh, verdict and, and outcome as, as well he as he should. But but it is I, I mean, at this point, we had Trump attack pro-life voters. Say so they blame blame pro-life voters for losing the last election. I mean, I, 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 I it's pretty clear now we're going to defend woke Disney and they're the victim. You're, you're right. Disney's just going to pick up stakes and leave and go where? I know that's such a dumb take. It's an, it's an absolutely dumb take. Where would they? The guy who wrote they should come it's, to the East Coast, a blue gonna, state, where, uh, they, where it snows four months out of the year. Morons. Is it? I was gone for a few days to promote my movie. Did everybody get dumb? In just a few days. Is everybody this stupid? They have been for a while. You blocked it out. More in a moment. You can purify the air in your home and get healthy, clean, fresh-smelling air. Eliminate odors, kill mildew and molds, a lot of bacteria, even some viruses with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. Uh, And it doesn't just freshen the air. It kills the bad stuff in your air as well. And it's called the Thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home and provides that pure, fresh air that you smell in the springtime after a thunderstorm or the summer when you go outside. And right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm three-pack for whole home protection. See if you might be the next person to send me a a glowing email about this product because I have gotten quite a few uh, since they came on board last year. Uh, That's a fraction of the cost compared to their uh, competitors who probably aren't as good anyway. Uh, So whole home protection three-pack for under $200. That's your basement, bedroom, family room, anywhere else in your home. Oh, and they'll give you free shipping too. They'll give you free shipping. And did I mention that these are filterless so you won't be changing out filters, um, having that uh, on your short to-do list, uh, paying for filters out of your pocket. It's filterless as well. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code Steve. That's EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code Steve. All right, let's get to it. It's one of our favorite segments each and every week. It is called Buy, Sell, or Hold. This is where Aaron 
thanks to a lot of help from his friends. That's usually all of y'all. Uh, comes up with a, a series of topics, uh, lists, charts, predictions, prophecies on various uh, various different topics. Uh, and you guys throw those our way. Todd, you and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Or are we going to sell that? If, however, at any point in time you use a hold, you have punked out, violated the dude code, and you have to go back to the National Review database from 2006 and read every one of their blogs about how we have to massage the life issue to win for Republicans to win elections. That might be a good laugh. There might be a hold today. While holding Lindsey Graham's nope, hand. Nope, nope, okay, nope. Okay, right, I didn't let me, you barely, I, I, you didn't let me finish. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. So I made a mistake. One thing I forgot to put in the montage was the story about uh, Dominion Voting Systems settling, or Fox News, rather, settling with Dominion Voting Systems over the, I think it was a defamation lawsuit. They basically got the full amount they were suing for. Buy, sell, or hold. I've seen this take uh, banded about in the aftermath of that story. Buy, sell, or hold. This lawsuit actually puts lefty companies on notice when they choose to defame us. <laughs> Whose take was that? I saw some some of that in the Trump world. That's delicious. Because um. that was my that was my reaction as well. Right. I mean, they just indicted Donald Trump on thirty four Trump. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is see. Maybe I should not have let it that. We are. We're we're back to normal. COVID is officially over. So that's how we never. It's like I just want to get back to normal. So this so, is the sign that we are. We're this dumb. So we went from, hey, there is still a way to nuance the abortion issue after we smash Roe versus Wade, kick it right in the balls, and bloody their nose. There's still some magic way we can we can negotiate that issue after that. We went from that, which is just you can tell everybody. You can every. I promise you, everybody saying this has never been in a fight. Doesn't understand human nature. Doesn't understand. Just has never been in a fight. Never, Come on, never, Steve. never, never been done an Oklahoma drill at a football practice. Never been punched in the face or punched someone else in the face. Never truly been in a fight. That is not human nature. You don't, you don't bust somebody up. And then come back with, well, you know, there's a massagey way of, you know, getting around that. And hope, hopefully you'll forget it and not have a backlash against me. That's not human nature. And so we're going to follow that up with. We're going to actually use the lawfare system against them like they have successfully used it against us. Journalism's just about to come correct, Steve. They can hear the footsteps. Have I told you about my new movie, Nefarious? Really proud of the film, Sean Patrick Flayne. I mean, I mean, goodness gracious, guys. I, I just, I'm, I'm. So is that a hold then? That, that's a, that's a hell no. And that's, by the way, that's not a settlement. When, when, when you cut a check for the full price of what someone was seeking from you in damages, that is not a settlement, man. That is a surrender, is what that is. That is a surrender. Yeah, in true news, the Kraken was finally released. It was just released on Fox. And we tried to tell you guys right at the beginning, stop this. Don't do it. This is not the road to go down. Nobody in terms ever of listens this. to no, us. No. Yeah. All right. But could have saved them hundreds of millions of dollars. This was never going to go anywhere, even if it's true. Well, let yeah. me rephrase, especially if it's true. <laughs> 
especially if it's true. It was never going to go anywhere. You were never going to be able to adjudicate this in the minimal amount of time before the hay was in the barn and they locked the door and certified that election. You were just never going to be able to do it. You had to do what Carrie Lake is trying to do. Now, Arizona has laws that don't let you immediately appeal things as in in the immediate right in the aftermath of an election. So that's why this fight is now still going on as we're sitting here in April, the year after. But she is running a very narrowly focused chain of custody. Where did these ballots come from? Did they meet up to snuff? How do we explain the irregularities uh, that went on in Maricopa County? Um, and, and even if you think the Dominion stuff is bunk, because I know there's some of you in my audience, I've heard that from you. You think the whole thing is bunk. We all should be able to agree on this. And when I say we all, I mean, I, I actually think not just on the right, like if you're any form of an American at all, we should all agree. It's a really poopy idea to have a private enterprise that operates offshore responsible for the handling, amassing and counting of your votes. That That's a. I'd rather have discussions about what's our nuanced pro-life position. Okay. I mean, that, that's, a, that's, a terrible, you, that's a terrible idea. Whether the place is called Dominion, whether the, the place is called, you know, uh, my carved armpit, whether the place is called MRSA, whether the place is called Todd's Vinegar. I don't give a rip what the company's called. It's terrible. It's a terrible idea. To have your votes counted by an offshore private in, in entity that is not directly accountable to the will of, you, of the people who are actually doing the voting. That's a terrible idea. Period. And just end the sentence right there. It's a bad idea. Period. Yeah, but we got Ukraine and Wuhan setting precedent for that, so the horse has kind of left the barn, hasn't it? Indeed, it has. And the, the, let me tell you what future precedent this does set. They made the biggest name on the right assume the position. You think you're ever getting anywhere against them? Nope. So while we're having conversations about let's uh, let's what, what what to drop as if it's there's as if there's still time to massage your pro-life position after you overturn Roe v. Wade. I keep saying this because I just can't believe we're debating this right now in our in our industry slash movement because it's so such a dumb thing to even contemplate. You don't know anything about human nature if that's what you really believe. Similarly, if if you think if they if when when they just put Fox News on their scalp on the wall as a trophy. If you think anybody else or anything else on the right is ever going to touch this, that's, that has any meaningful standing at all, any credibility at all, that to, and, and especially in order to get it, not just do a show um, on a, a digital platform like ours or Mike Lindell's. I'm talking people that could actually take this stuff and mobilize it into an agenda in a court of law or a legislature. If you think any of those people are going to do that now after watching Fox News just get scalped and mummified by Dominion, you're nuts. You, you, we'll never get to the bottom of this now because Fox News um, gave them unconditional surrender. They signed the papers there in Tokyo Bay. 
We will start with Minivan Mojo, who says social media, artificial intelligence, etc., is our Tower of Babel and will lead to a scattering and confusion of our societies. Um, they say, uh, or at least I'm hoping it will. <laughs> I agree that yeah. we are seeing things that have not occurred since Babel. I, I agree with that. Um, I think it's likely not to end up in the outcome, though, that, that you just stated. Um, I, I think you're... There, I think there's only three potential outcomes here, in my view. We are living through some sort of end times event. We are watching the end of Western civilization on our watch. Or revival. I, I don't think there are really any other options. Because I think anything else we'd come up with would fit in one of those three boxes. Well, we'll be an ESG... Uh, well, that's a... And it'll all be digitally controlled with your electric car. That's the end of Western civilization. So it fits into that box. Mm -hmm. I, I think those are the only three paths. We're, this, we, we end up on the ash heap of history. We're China, but we, we just put our, um, our um, social credit scores in English instead of Mandarin. Or like in Aaron's uh, montage with Jack Shepard at the end. We got to go back, Kate. We go back and we have revival. Those are the only three options, I think, on the table at this point. And now for something completely different. Michael, I think you got the greater than less than uh, symbol backwards, so I'll do you a sol solid, Michael. Um, the proper rankings of seasons, spring is better than fall, is better than summer, is better than winter. Wait, you're actually... You what tried if that on this winter show? was the best? I, it, you, you tried I, not... You, you came to this show and tried to not rank fall number one? Are you serious? Yeah, I would flip fall yeah. and spring. Yeah, I would... I would. Who, who in their right mind well. thinks winter is better than summer? That's why. Who in their right mind? I'd like Indeed. to talk to Michael. I'm, winter makes... What's that whole thing about the cyclical strong times make for... Or hard times make for strong men and... Weak, weak men win for... And weak men lead to hard times. Against, yeah. I, th this whole getting sick of winter before you're 70 years old thing, it's good, it's good for the soul. I, I just... There's something to be said for that. But uh, I, I, to me, fall has its, and everything else is second. I'd probably actually rank spring and summer together. I love them both. But fall is, has a unique, special place for me. That's my favorite. Next, Lesko Brandenburg says, uh, has a five, top five list. Best lowest lanes ranked. Number five, Dana Delaney in the animated series. This is a nice, anim this is a nice inspired choice, actually. Underrated does first of all, back in the day, really underrated hottie, dude. Really underrated hottie. Yeah, when well, she was on a China Beach yeah, show or yeah, something. That's something what made like her that. popular. Yep. yep. Um, but she's great voicing Lois Lane in the nineties Bruce Tim Superman series. So that's a good pull. Never you know, seen I, it. I respect it. You'd you'd like it quite a bit. You I would. can't get into the cartoons. They're cartoons. I, I know. Can't. I know. I get I get it. But you'd like it. Number four, Noel Neal, Adventures of Superman in the 50s. Yeah, I mean, that's venerable. That's a classic. That's the George Reeves TV show. Started black and white, then went to color. By the way, this is good timing. I think it was Monday. Was it Monday, the uh, anniversary of Action Comics 1 when Superman debuted in oh, 1938? Really? I think Monday was mm. the anniversary. But, I've uh, never seen the George Reeves either. You haven't seen, didn't watch, come home and watch any of those after school? No. Yeah, I watched those a ton because you guys know I'm, I'm a Superman fanatic, so... But that's, that's, you, you want to talk about, we got to go back. That's the past, man. That's 
some nostalgia, so I'm a buy. Is it campy like the Batman and Robin? No. No, it's more... No, I mean, it's limited because of the technology of the day, but it's, it's, it's not intended to be campy like that, no. I mean, I used to watch that Batman and the you might find bang, it yeah, You might yeah. find it campy because of the limitations of the special mm-hmm. effects, yeah. but the, the acting and the writing is not meant to be campy, no. Number three, Erica Durance from Smallville. Uh, Erica Durance? Durance. Sorry. That's okay. Um, Never watched Smallville. I loved Smallville. One of my favorite shows until they ruined it with the very final episode. Because Tom Welling had it in his contract, apparently, that he was never going to put on the suit. So he becomes the, the fulfillment of Superman on the very last episode. And some of the worst CGI in the history of modern entertainment. Okay, so that, so that he's not photographed in the suit. And tremendous, tremendous disappointment that has kind of sullied me on the show as much as I loved it up until that point. But Erica Durant did a very good job. I don't know that I'd put her ahead of the, you know, George Reeves, Lois Lane, but okay, I'm fine. I'm fine with her being on there. Number two, Margot Kidder from Refilms. Yeah. From I the, mean, the Refilms. I, yeah, I mean, if those films are the reasons, are the reason that you have the superhero genre that you have today, Th- those films paved the way. And, uh, um, and so she has to be on the list for sure. Absolutely. And number one, Terry Hatcher from Lois and Clark. That list is real and it's spectacular. Yeah, I would agree. She, I'd put her number one too. I never saw Lois and Clark either. Really? Ah, love that show. Never missed an episode. When we first got married, that was one of our favorite shows. We watched it every single week. I still haven't seen Man of Steel. Moving on, Joe Stetz says, No, we're not, no, we're not moving on. You're fired. He was the reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to catch up on that. Joe Stetz says, Michael Jordan will admit he was the reason Isaiah Thomas was kept off the Dream Team before Donald Trump will admit Operation Warp Speed was harmful. This is a, yeah. this is a good poll. I'll buy that. I, 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 absolutely, I'll buy that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, although I don't know, man, Jordan, even going through that miniseries, which is incredible. Yes. Okay. He was, even in that miniseries refused to admit mm-hmm. what he did, you know, uh, blocking Isaiah on the dream team. But uh, I, I absolutely think Michael Jordan will come clean. I, I don't like saying that. I hate saying it, actually. But I think there's a much better likelihood Michael Jordan will come clean about what he did to Isaiah Thomas than Donald Trump will about Operation Warp Speed. Yes. Jacob Arthur has this Christian nationalism. Uh, I, I'm going to sell because I think it's a complete misnomer. Uh, I, I actually don't think um, it exists in the way that it is often defined. Um, I think um, when when the spirit of the age and its acolytes uses the term, uh, basically, if you believe in actual American history, that's what they mean. If you won't provide yeah. us the license to deconstruct your legacy and heritage as a people, you're a Christian nationalist. I, I don't think we should pay, play into that on any level at all. I mean, th- we, we had a perfectly good term to describe what we thought about our country before they get, came up with this term and foisted it on us, and that's patriotic, right? And I, I think if you're um, a partisan isn't willing to look at the uh, the, his 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 cause or his country's faults, but a, but a patriot is, and will still love his country because of the overall bigger picture of what they have stood for, even despite those things. So I, I wouldn't give up that high ground at all. If anything, I'd consider that we can't that we're more pilgrims than anything else. But this, you're, you're feeding their notion 
they're, 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 they're gaslighting that we have some kind of hegemony over the culture when nothing yeah. could be further from the truth. Okay. Nothing they do. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't play into that by using this terminology on any level whatsoever. Yeah. I wouldn't use it proactively, but I also wouldn't act like they're, you're a vampire and they're showing you like a crucifix. Like it, it, say, ask them, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Because then they're going to say something entirely stupid yep. or if they actually have to be honest, like the only question I have is why you're against that. I mean, yeah. don't, it, exactly. Stop thinking like this is Steve. Don't accept their premise. Like yep. what, 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 this, this, this term has no power over you unless you give it to them. All right. Coming up, we have a comparison between vaccine injury and demonic possession, a list of classic books rewritten for the spirit of the age. Oh boy. And a top 10 list of badass NFL names. That should be fun. Okay. All right. Hour two coming up next. Uh, the part two of Buy, Seller, Hold, and then Daniel Horowitz, our prophet of woe and lamentation, will join us thereafter. Stay tuned. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, podcast. Steve Dacier with Todd Erz and Aaron McIntyre. All of you, let us know what you think about what we think. Maybe if you could do me a favor, maybe wait another 36 to 48 hours though before you do. I'm trying to get caught up on all your emails, which I greatly appreciate. It's a tremendous problem to have, but uh, it's a little slow because I'm bound and determined, particularly where Nefarious is concerned, to read them all, especially when the feedback's really good. Then you really want to read them. All right. Uh, but Steve at SteveDace.com. That's the email address. Steve at SteveDace.com. Like us on Facebook, MeWe and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also find me at RealSteveDace, at RealSteveDace over on Truth Social. And then if you are a podcast listener, if you have yet to do these things, uh, hit uh, the subscribe or follow button. Leave us a five-star review. And thank you to all of you that have done those things. Each and every one of them are greatly appreciated. Also, uh, appreciate our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. I know Todd appreciates them quite often, uh, as a matter of fact. You've heard me talking about these amazing extreme altitude wines from Malbec grapes grown at 9,000 feet deep in the Andes Mountains by f- uh, families that are on their second century of doing this the old-fashioned, not the uh, new factory way of uh, winemaking. Outstanding red wines, and they've made their traditional offer even better. Um, you'll get um, an exclusive small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar on top of your choice of the three variations of their red wine that you want four bottles for the price of three at 50 percent off four bottles for the price of three at 50 percent off you might be saying oh man what's the freight on that well how about if the shipping was free too Shipping is free, too, for imported wine. You can't beat it, folks. It's a great deal. These are great wines. Uh, pick them up today. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. B-O-N-N-E-R, B as in boy. B-O-N-N-E-R, BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. All right, let's get back to part two of Buy, Seller, Hold. Daniel Horowitz will join us at the bottom of the hour. But uh, until then, it is your turn. Timothy Stevens is next, who has this to say, demon possession is like vax injury in that it's far more common than acknowledged, and deniers will gladly accept an absurd alternate theory because they're more invested in explaining away the thing they reject than in accurately explaining what they observe. Mic drop, nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I, I don't know how common it, it actually is, but I do think it is more common than we think it is. Yes. Uh, particularly given what is going on um, right now. And I was on Chris Stiegel's outstanding show in Philadelphia this morning, and I was pointing out to him something I think I've said on this show. The difference between just good old-fashioned human sin and, and demonic nihilism, what is the difference? When, when we seek to sin in our basic instinct, it is we are taking the, the natural desires, dreams, goals, that, that God has encoded within us and we are breaking them free of the guidance and the boundaries that God has placed those in. That's what sin is. Okay. Um, what we are seeing now is we are doing things that are affirmatively self-destructive. Meaning when I cheat on my wife with the receptionist, I'm not intending to be self-destructive it can be it could be causally self-destructive it's found out right okay it mm-hmm. becomes a scandal okay you get a divorce you know your family break, splinters your kids don't ever recover it can be causally self-destructive but it is not necessarily intentionally self-destructive because on the other end maybe nobody ever finds out maybe it's a one-time fling you keep keep it buried no one ever knows you see it's not it, it's not immediate and obvious that what you're doing is going to cause you harm. That's why you're tempted by it. I mean, if the devil showed you as you're grabbing that next beer at the party, if if the devil said, and hey, here's the little kid you ran over, and here's the cop pulling you over, you probably wouldn't have that last beer at the party before you got in the car, right? Does he show you that, though? No. No. Okay. So, Again, you're not doing something that you intend to be self-destructive. We are doing things now that are intentionally self-destructive. And all those sins you just mentioned, you generally try, even if you could give a rip, you try to hide them. Now we throw a parade for all these Correct. sins. It is, it is not a base natural desire at all to want to teabag children. That's not a manifestation of just basic good old sin. Not at all. It is, it is not a basic manifestation of human sin to want to mutilate myself, carve myself up. That's, that's nihilism, and that comes from the demonic realm, and that's what we're dealing with right now. You know, you made me think earlier this week, uh, my wife sent me this. I don't know if you've heard of this TLC show. It's been around for a while called I Am Jazz. It documents a, a, a youngster who uh, decides that uh, he's no longer a, um, a boy and wants to become a girl. And the parents basically just decided this for this youngster at the age of seven. One of the seasons, this was season four, episode eight, this kid named Jazz asks his father, father, for my birthday, do you think I could get a tattoo? Dad looks hesitant, says, can't you just get a paint-on tattoo? One that washes off? Just see if you like it first. Immediately after that conversation, the show cuts to a phone conversation about getting the kids' junk chopped off. It's just that, that's insane. It's just insane. It's that's demonic. absolutely insane. It, and and I think I used this analogy on this show a few days ago when I brought this up, but it's one I used with Chris today on the radio. In our generation, our parents were concerned that we were going to take the basic natural desire to mate and procreate with the opposite sex and do it 
in a time and place in our lives when it's not in the best position to bear fruit in our lives, either fruit of the womb or, you know, Mm. emotional fruit, okay, Um, that we're going to act out lasciviously. We have now moved to, I can't get my son to ask, even ask a girl out. In our era, when we were growing up, ambition was untethered often and could be a destructive, like Gordon Gecko, the classic line, yeah. greed is good, right? right. Um, untethered by any moral rubric at all, ambition is a destructive force. But, but it's, it is within us to, be, to have ambition. That mm-hmm. is placed, that's part of the Imago Dei, mm-hmm. right? Okay. N- no ambition. I take no risks. I try nothing. I, I'm, I, I, I'm content with nothing and I will have nothing and I will like it. Yes. That's not human, guys. It's not. Human sinfulness takes the gifts and talents and desires God has given us and takes them beyond the boundaries God sets for us. And and the reverb on that is a motherless goat. That is human sinfulness. This is demonic nihilism. This is malevolence. This is destruction for destruction's sake. As you like to say, the lie is the point. The destruction is the point. The mutilation is the point. There's no other point. Just to just to hurt and harm as many of God's creatures as they can possibly get their grimy little hands on. That's it. No other agenda other than that. True news. And that's what we're living. That's the era we're living in right now. Next up, this list from Sean Griffiths needs an exorcist. Classic book rewrites for the spirit of the age. A tale of two daddies. Yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. How to win fame and influence minors. Uh, oh my God. We have to stop right now. Nonsense and insensibility. That's my favorite, Aaron, right there. Just blows past the stop <laughs> To kill sign. a mocking turf. <laughs> 20,000 Jace. To kill a mocking turf. I didn't know what this term meant. My wife had to tell me the other yesterday. I found out what this term meant yesterday. I had it's no just, idea. It's just a normal woman who doesn't think yeah. crazy things. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, 20,000 J6ers under indictment in D.C. Pride, par- Pride Parade and Prejudice. Did you, by the way, back up. Did you see the January 6th Yeah. Who yeah, was responding. Who was, who, yeah, who was responding. The guy, he's in, he's in prison, I think, right? He was in prison. He was in prison. Yeah. And he's responding to Trump is like holding the Liberty Bell. On his new NFT. On his, on his new uh, trading card that he is selling, his new NFT. And that guy tweets out, I cannot believe I went to jail for this guy. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That's- yeah. That's a future commercial. Uh, Pride yeah. Parade and Prejudice. No Expectations. Charles No Dickens. That's Charles, Charles No Dickens. Dickens. I just. <laughs> the Island of Dr. Fauci. Okay. The Art of that's, Unending. That's prophecy. The Art of Unending War Profiteering. Yes. And maybe. Maybe. T- t- maybe. us t- <laughs> 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 have the laughs. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is going to be the absolute dumbest empire collapse in all of human history. The dumbest. There will not be a, a great horde of conqueror coming over the hill to take us down. We won't be a casualty of Genghis Khan or Attila the Hun uh, or Alexander the Great um, or the Druids um, or Cyrus the Mede. No. Okay. Uh, or the Shogun or the Samurai. No. No. You know, at the end of Midnight Mass, or the end, I'm not giving up. You know, yeah. they're singing hymns as yeah. it all goes. Yeah. No, we'll be like, you know, it's a wackity, yackity sax. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's a self troll. Yeah. That's, I mean, this is going to, this will be the dumbest empire collapse in all of human history. And it's only getting dumber. Next up, top 10 NFL tough guys with legendary tough guy names. This is from No Country for Old Shepherds. 
Number 10, uh, let's just do wholesale, buy, sell, or hold. Okay. Uh, number 10, Jack Youngblood. Number 9, Jack Tatum. Well, isn't Jack Youngblood the guy that played an NFL playoff game with a broken arm? That has to be on there. I, th- I think I think, I think that is the, sure. the one that did it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Number 9, Jack Tatum. Oh, absolutely. Number 8, Larry, was it Shanka? Zonka. Zonka. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number 7, Chuck, uh, Chuck Bednarik. Bednarik. Right. Yep, Absolutely. Number six, Jim Otto. The old, the original NFL Films documentary with Jim Otto with the missing teeth and all that oh, stuff. Yeah. You remember that back in the day? Yeah. Yep. Number five, Conrad Dobler. Yep. Well, that's an automatic, you bet. Number four, Jack Lambert. Speaking of missing teeth, yes. Mm-hmm. Number three, Ray Nitschke. Oh, yeah. Number two, Dick Butkus. At, well, I mean, he's the OG, probably. And number one, Bronco Nagurski. I dare you to do better. That's a great list right I, there. Man. I don't know. You could make an argument for John Elway, too. You could. You think you think why? Is Tell me why name? you think as a quarterback you think he belongs. I think John on Elway, I think that's an awesome name, especially for a quarterback. And then the, I think it was the final no. Super Bowl they won. Just put him on his back. You put a quarterback on there. It's Joe Montana. I mean that name's Hollywood. That's All why right. they could. Bring... I don't know if it's Hollywood. We got to put Johnny Utah on there. Yeah. That's right. But that's why they, you did Johnny Utah because it was like a, yeah, I know Joe it was a play on Joe Montana, cool. right? Yeah. Uh, next up, Brett says the NFL will add a positional max percentage of the cap so a team can only pay a certain percentage of their salary cap for one position. God, that's the uh, I will sell. I don't think that I can't imagine the union would ever go for that. I, 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 I can't imagine they'd ever go for that. Um, I, I, I don't see the league enacting rules where you have to literally tackle a quarterback within like a six inch radius or it's or it's roughing the passer is then going to turn around and say, but you can't have the quarterback salary be more uh, a, a disproportionate percentage of um, the rest of the salary cap. I, I, I can't see the league ever doing that. No, I'll sell. Okay. Uh, next, Christopher Lyon. Uh, one more sports one, uh, at least for this segment. Uh, Aaron Rodgers becomes a Tennessee Titan and wins his second Super Bowl. Sell. So he's going to the Jets. Well, right. sell on there's too many variables in that but don't i absolutely think the jets is not a done deal not because he's going to stay up like this aaron Rodgers is having lots of fun right now that i promise you that could be true i, I do think it's a well i don't think it's a done deal because I think they're, they're arguing about how much of the salary they're going to pick up the jets are concerned he'll play one year and retire and will be stuck with the rest of his contract i, I don't i think the the, the the compensation for him on the trade front is the easy part i think it's who's picking up his salary if indeed he retires in a year or two with the rest of that monster contract he just signed i think that's what they're negotiating right now Imported Patriot has this terrible take. The only reason why Mexican food is so popular in the U.S. is because of our geographical po- proximity to Mexico. In reality, Mexican food is not that great. Yeah, you know what? I, I thought maybe you were being a little too tough on that poor fellow, but no, you were right to condemn him. That's a terrible take. So, yeah, love that's Mexican. just an absolutely terrible take. Love Mexican food. Johnny O'Cattle has a top, uh, let's see, we'll just do this top six songs. You forgot how good they are and should make more top 10 lists. Uh, number six, Fat Lip by Sum 41. I have no idea what I it is. Know if I know that song. LaGrange by ZZ Top. I know that one. Okay. Yeah. I can see. Okay, I guess. Number four, Limelight by Rush. Is that a, a forgotten song? Forgot- yeah. I, I that's mean, that's what, one of their... I, even with LaGrange. That's one of their three, you know, instant classics. Limelight, uh, Tom yeah. Sawyer, and Closer to the Heart are but the three never, Rush songs everybody have knows. Have we ever mentioned the song Limelight by Rush? No, but there was never a reason for that to come up until right now. And that's now. the point of this list. You forgot <laughs> right, how good fair. they were. Um, okay, fair. Number three, Just What I Needed by the Cars. I mean, that's yeah. their that's that's their breakthrough hit. I mean, Forgotten, though. 
I don't think it's forgotten. I hear it on Sirius XM all the time when I'm, uh, you know, switching channels. So number two, still of the night by Whitesnake. All right. That would be more of a forgotten hit because everybody remembers here I go again. Okay. So, all right. I I mean, I I don't think that would be on my list, but I, I think that's more in line of what you are claiming to shoot for. Number one, rock and roll band by Boston. I just think we need to rename this tweet songs I love that I wanted to tell you about. And that's, <laughs> that's cool. I'm good with that. That's perfectly cool. Yes, it is. The thing with rock and roll band is it's the odd song where the um, the lyrics leading up to the chorus are better than the chorus itself. Okay. Um, I, you know, a lot of times people remember the chorus. That's the money line, the money shots. People remember those, you know, and that's the part when people start humming a song. It's that part. But rock and roll band, that's the other way around. It's the it's the lyrics leading up to the chorus that are better. Like, and the chorus itself is just kind of meh. I'm coming to your town. I'm going to party down. This is a no, no, no. Uh, next, we go to Glenn Hodge, Mount Rushmore of Double Cheeseburgers, Hardee's, Bob's Big Boy, Big Mac, and Oklahoma State Penitentiary. <laughs> he got a lot of cheeseburger references. I, I will tell you. Uh, <sighs> this is what did it for my two youngest daughters, That the, the emotional impact. I know. I mean, that. I saw it for right. the still third time. It. Still don't spoil it. Still don't spoil it. No, but, I'm not going to say You, you anything, have to see but, the movie to know yeah. what they're talking about. I have been absolutely inundated with, I lost it yeah. over the cheeseburger. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I inundated with, with that feedback, you know? And so that's why it's so hard to gauge what will get people's attention and what will go viral. I mean, the... The climactic scene of the film, guys, we spent months pouring over that scene. We spent a good deal of our production budget on that scene. And you guys know which one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's the border, the boundary where it's realistic, but we don't want to be, you know, salacious and gratuitous and go Mm -hmm. too far and, and and massaging that. I mean, we spent a ton of time on that scene. And, and I thought, I think it turns out incredible. The, the amount of reaction I've gotten to that scene that we spent all that time on, which is only the climactic scene of the whole movie, compared to the cheeseburger, it's not even close. I mean, the cheeseburgers are like 5, 10, 15 to 1. You know? And so it, you, never, you never know what is going to go viral mm-hmm. and connect with people. But that cheeseburger scene, and if you're wondering, what, you, what is it? Nefarious is like Lenny and the Rabbits cheeseburger? I mean, you, you, gotta, you just have to see the movie to know what we're talking about. I mean, so. I saw it for the third time last week at the Iowa premiere and... Fighting back emotions, watching that, and watching that performance. You want to know how, how sick of a human being I am. The first time I read the script, when I got to that scene, sitting by myself at my desk on a Saturday morning, everybody else is still asleep. I literally LOL'd. I laughed out loud, like burst out in spontaneous laughter at that scene. And the reason I did is because I'm a cold, heartless bat. No, um, the, 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 that might even be true. But the reason that I did is because that was the moment that I knew they had nailed my nefarious you know just because they got it just because all right are they going to be willing to are they are we going to really go there are we going to kind of get the you know uh the condomed nefarious the safe nefarious or are we going to really go there okay he's not an anti-hero he's just no not at all just yeah awful yeah Next, Auburn Tiger 89 says on january 20th 2025 desantis should name rfk jr as a special prosecutor well, now you're just teasing me. <laughs> All right. Not now. Now you're like, now I'm like, well, I got to go home and see what the wife is doing. 
I, I, I could not even imagine something like that. I mean, President DeSantis appointing RFK Jr., head of a special presidential Blue Ribbon Commission, investigating what went on with Operation Warp Speed. I wonder, you can't do it now that RFK Jr. is running for president, right. but I wonder if he, ha- if he was not running. If you're DeSantis, why don't you do it right now? Right. Mm-hmm. There's a campaign going on. You're running against the guy that yeah. authored the program. Just just hand full subpoena power to the to RFK Jr. to hey, where are the bodies buried here? Speaking, of, do we have any kind of timetable on his investig his panel's investigation? Grand jury. I have not heard anything more, and I will. I, I know a couple of people in that okay. operation. Let me ask about that. Thank you for reminding me. Next, we go to Fool Me Once. GOP base would vote for Denethor over Aragon. Oh, or I think, Aragorn, I should I say. I think that's, I'll buy that 100%. Perfect. I yes. mean, that, that, I mean uh, Romney, McCain. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so we went from teasing me to, to breaking yeah. me. Yeah. All right, I, when I got into this business, I really thought we were the victims and that I was going to use my platform to try to even the odds. Learning that we are the problem absolutely wrecked me at a molecular level, you know, so because I also knew after learning that I'm probably not going to have as popular of a show as Mm -hmm. I was hoping because that's that's not the most um, wide ranging, broadly appealing message. You are the problem. Okay. I mean, (laughs) you know, not people, not a lot of people looking to tune into that. Okay. Flora Buttercup says, dollar for dollar, Nefarious will be more impactful in drawing people to Christ than the He Gets Us oh. campaign. Well, I don't think yeah. it would take much. No. I don't, I don't think it would take much at this point. So, I'll buy. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I've never released a movie. I don't know how lucrative PVOD windows and all that other stuff that will be in here soon in the next week, few weeks or so. I, I don't know how lucrative those things are. Last year, the number one best-selling DVD in the country was uh, Maverick. Sold about 860,000 DVDs. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know how much money this movie will end up making us, but the amount of feedback I have received on Kingdom Impact has been pretty overwhelming. Of course, a good subtitle for Nefarious is indeed He Gets Us. <laughs> yep. John Slow says RFK Jr. versus DeSantis general election would cleanse the country of much of its spirit of the age. I'm going to sell. I think that's going too far. I think it's it's putting too much aspirational hope into the political process when a lot of what we're dealing with is spiritual corruption on an individual level that is now manifesting itself collectively publicly. But I I do agree. I would have, you know, before RFK Jr. announced, I would have said the election the country needs is Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis, where the next generation and two young guys... Um, are going to openly and boldly sell dramatically differing visions for the for the country and not not try to shield those visions and any couch them in any language at all but a real trial before the people mm-hmm. and the people in the jury box and choose ye this day whom you will serve right well now that RFK Jr is in the race um i i just you know i don't think it would cleanse us so i think that's going too far but um i also think we don't deserve that election. 
I think that election only happens by the grace of God. Well, that's the key point. I just think he has it backwards. If we are, in fact, being cleansed, this would be one of several signs that God is, in fact, mm. moving. That this Because right now, I, we look at this, this looks impossible. Mm-hmm. What, what odds would you put on this happening? Point one. Uh, it would be very See? low. <laughs> so if it happens. Yeah. Uh, next up. Uh, again, for something completely different, John Lyons has the top 10 Marvel Cinematic Universe fights. We're going to do a, uh, a wholesale buy-seller hold okay. and a very high threshold for buying here. Okay. Top 10 MCU fights. Number 10, Kang versus Scott and Hope. That's an underrated fight, man. So I'm, I'm okay with it being on the list. Probably wouldn't be on my list if I sat down I and really thought about it, but it's, a very, it's underrated. It's good. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Okay. Number 9, Spider-Man Statue of Liberty fight. Oh, yeah. Sure. Number eight, Doctor Strange versus Dark Strange. Didn't see it. Yeah, I just keep going. I, I, I wasn't it. a huge fan of I that did myself. I like that movie. Yeah. Number seven, Guardians versus Ego. Yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, right? Yep. Yep. Number six, Thor versus Hela. Hela, yep. That's good. Yeah. Number five, Avengers versus Ultron. Oh, of course. That's a great one. Yep. Uh, number There's four, an obvious one I can see is not on the list. Number four, Tony versus Steve and Bucky. Oh, we're talking about Civil War? Amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Yep. Number three, Avengers versus Loki. Yeah. The number f- the climactic of the first Avengers film. Number two, Fight on Titan. Yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Number yeah. one, Final Endgame Fight. And I, I think mean, I know on the, your left. Yeah, I think I know the one you're referring to. You have to have Captain America in the elevator in Winter Soldier. I was going to say Captain America, Civil War, the airport fight. Well, that's good, too. I guess I took that as an extension of what he, but that's good, too. But uh, you have to have Captain America in the elevator. Anybody want to get off? Yeah. First of all, Winter Soldier is one of the three or four best movies that they they made in the MCU. It's a great film. So it's got to get some recognition on the list, nevertheless. But you absolutely have to put that elevator scene in there with Captain America. Uh, Next up, we go to Elliot Evans. Who says any conservative who says abortion is a losing issue, so don't be pro-life, should never be taken seriously again. I, I agree. Bye. Because it's irre- it's 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 not. As I said last hour, this is an irrelevant position. Yes. Hey, man, dude, I, I turned your wife out on OnlyFans. A bunch of my buddies came over, ran a train on her, threw up the video, got a hundred thousand views. But don't be pissed at me, okay? Because I I, I want to let you know, your wife, you know, when she's not an OnlyFans, really sweet lady, great homemaker, and cooks a mean uh, quiche. Is that how? That's essentially what we're arguing. We took their we took their biggest idol, smashed it in their face, punched him right in the nose, and now we're going to be like, how do we massage this? Uh, you don't. Actually, there's no massaging of it. Um, there will be no massaging. It's a fight. It's a fight now. There isn't any nuance. It's no massaging. It's a fight. And you're going to get drilled by single women who love killing their kids. So just know that going in. Just sink that cost going in and figure out what your process will be for compensating for that with a broader message that reaches other parts of the electorate that would be driven to vote for you on other issues. I, I just... This entire debate is irrelevant. It's immoral and it's dumb. Other than that, it has a wonderful singing voice. 
Next up, I selected this because this shows up ever since your Tim Pool interview. This has shown up in my feed two or three times a week, sometimes on buy, sell, hold, sometimes not. First time hearing about this. All right. Kent Kristen uh, says, a conservative who uses the phrase weapons most people believe no one should be able to just walk into a store and buy should check his conservative card at the door, especially when you're talking about the Vegas shooter, because none of his guns were special or illegal. Yeah, let me. I, I did not know this was a thing. I mean, I immediately after I okay. started. This is soon. this is the first time I've ever heard anything about this. Um, no one has come that I'm aware of has come to me directly to say anything about it. It's pretty obvious, guys. I was making the point that if there was ever a shooting that literally checked every one of their boxes of their narrative, should someone own a sniper's nest? Should someone be able to should should, should someone be able to uh, yeah. develop a tactical sniper's nest on freaking uh, uh, the, the Las Vegas Strip? White angry white male. I mean, it's yeah. every 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 You're narrative talk- they have tried to force foist on us to take away the Second Amendment. The Vegas shooting checked every one of those boxes, yeah. and they couldn't run away from it fast enough. That's the point I'm obviously making from their perspective. Yes. As a rhetorical uh, yes. device. Yes, I am pointing out that from their perspective, they this finally, this is the one they should have milked all the way to, to Titan. Okay? Instead they just forgot about it in ten minutes and didn't and and then told us five years later that he, he opened fire on rando country music uh, 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 revelers because he lost too much money at the casinos. So he could, he could still afford all that tactical sniper's nest, and we still have no answer for how the hell he smuggled that into his room in the most surveilled city in America. I was just there for my anniversary, guys, last summer. You don't, you don't go anywhere in Vegas without being on camera. No one noticed an angry white guy who lost a bunch of money at the casinos carrying a duffel bag and thinking, that's odd. Well, it's Lee Harvey Oswald and his curtain rods. Get the bleep out of here, man. Okay? That's my point. That's my point. Uh, have you ever said the phrase on Twitter or on this show, uh, never give up your guns? Many times. Yeah. Many so, times. Uh, yeah. Check your conservative card at the door. Yeah. Uh, one more before we get out of here for this segment. This is from proud Mr. Graybeard, who does not have his name in this bio or handle, by the way. The Dace crew will bow to Moloch before giving up college and pro sports and the evils pushed by them. No. Yeah. The... Okay. Mr. Graybeard, you're right. Actually. If you think you're that, right, why do you listen to this show? If you think that we are of such a low caliber human beings, I mean, it's okay to think that I've probably earned it, but then why would you continue to listen to something like that and engage it? I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd not want to expose myself to it any longer. Yeah. If I really thought that was true. You know, I, I think Mr. Graybeard, the anonymous guy here, he is actually correct. We will try in the future to be more like him, an anonymous Twitter troll who tweets at a show he apparently hates passive-aggressively. We will try to be more like you, Mr. Graybeard. That, that's, that seems very inspiring. Are you inspired? Always. What do you think the Republicans ought to do to massage the pro-life issue next year? Efforting. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show. Let me tell you about our friends over at Relief Factor because everyone deals with pain from time to time. And if we're talking about physical pain, there's two reasons why. Clinical, which if that's the case, make sure you are getting appropriate and trusted professional medical care. And then there is chronic. And that's usually because of a buildup of too much inflammation in the body. And that's where Relief Factor comes, comes in. It's a great way to reduce pain. 
uh, the kind of pain that is caused by inflammation, particularly in your joints. When you take it as directed, it could absolutely change your life. Now, it's not a drug, but it was created by doctors who can prescribe drugs, and it was developed by them to reduce the inflammation in your body. Try it right now, the three-week quick start. See if you don't see a difference in uh, your body, your pain level, in three weeks or less. Chances are you're going to find out why about 70% of the people who try it for three weeks end up sticking with it because of the results they see. So if you want to take advantage of it, it's just 20 bucks. What do you have to lose? Relieffactor.com is where to go. That's relieffactor.com. You can also call them if you prefer to do that. 1-800-4, the number 4. 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800-4-RELIEF. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Hey, Steve. How are you doing? I'm here. I'm okay. Still battling, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm improving. So thank you for asking. Best of times and worst of times. Congrats on everything. What a week. It has been quite a week. Yes. And I have been in a nefarious uh, hole the last few days, obviously, with our, really the last few weeks as we approached the release of our film. And now it's out in theaters nationwide. And... Um, I've kept up on the news and what's going on. I've been really reliant on Aaron's montage to get me filled in, you know, when we start the show. But this morning I wake up and I've got a little extra free time. And, and I'm like, did I, did I jump in the DeLorean and go back to 2006? Is this a national review column and comment section from 2000? We are, we are literally arguing still how pro-life we can be to win elections. Dude, you overturned Roe. The only two candidates in this race that have any chance of being next year's nominee. One guy overturned Roe. The other guy just signed a six-month or six-week abortion ban with, you know, with exceptions. The idea that you can must... I, it, I, you don't punch someone in the nose, shatter their shibboleth of the damned, and then say, well, you know, maybe if we don't talk about it that much and bring it up that often and, uh, you know, uh, they won't be as pissed off at us about it. That's, that is stupid not to mention immoral, but it's, it's stupid. You need to own it. You need to know going into the next election, the tidal wave of single women that love killing their babies are coming after you like they did in this election and figure out what your battle plan is right now for how you're going to compensate for that with other demographics in the electorate. The idea that we're sitting around arguing about this, like it's two, it's a, 2006 called wants its blogs back. What the hell is this, Daniel? Steve, I'll tell you what it is. It's we're eight years into the rise of Trump and MAGA, but... It's 2006 all over again. Sometimes things don't change. We just made the establishment great again. It's the same modus operandi. It's the same party. It's the same donors. It's the same people, except the only difference is that it's roped in a broader cohort on the kind of core, hardcore right that typically would raise Cain about the establishment mentality. Now they stand down to accommodate one man. I mean, what abortion was in 06 and kind of coming back full circle is what the trendy stuff is now. We're at a critical juncture where for the first time we are moving the needle back on a social issue. It's reflected in polling data where because the left had such overreach and they were so extreme and destructive on this issue and there's just unfiltered, uninhibited that we're actually finally winning this issue. So we finally started with the state legislatures. I started a couple of years ago. We couldn't get any traction, even on the nebulous female sports stuff, which is really a side issue. But now finally we're getting that passed and venturing into the bathrooms, the entire uh, uh, agenda of, of castration, the stupid pronoun stuff, extirpating that cancer from our midst. And 
it's very hard to organize a boycott because they control everything. They have a monopoly. But beer was the perfect thing. There's so many options and we have a lot of beer drinkers and we're succeeding. And suddenly the big man gets Bruce Jenner. They are down in Mar-a-Lago, meets with him. You have Rick Grinnell, all these people out and Don Jr. promoting um, Bud Light because they're donors, promoting uh, trannyism, promoting Jenner. Just don't do the castration and young people. Don't screw with female sports, by the way, Steve. Just that's that's the extent of the problem with uh, a man's a woman and a woman's a man. It's really the same thing, Steve. You agree to the underlying premise yep. of the left. Yep. You are take articulate it like like a fool. You take our, our our good stuff and you dip it in feces, and then you complain that it's not electorally viable. See, let's say we have fifty issues we want to run on. Especially coming into this late into the cultural change, we're going to have a lot of problems with voters. Not all of them are going to be winning issues, but a lot of them are. And as you and I always talk about, you know, the public is not quite at the point where you will own nothing, be happy, eat the bugs, ride your bike and live in 15 minute cities monitored uh, by, you know, vaccine passports and central di digital currency. So we have a lot we can win on. So if you have a party that, let's say, ran on kind of RFK's broad messaging on classical liberalism, being for bodily autonomy, medical privacy, 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 the surveillance state, and then you say, hey, you know, you have a right to be free from a medical procedure – but you don't have a right to a barbaric practice that murders a baby, that puts a different spin on it. But when you have the Republican Party, which is just nothing but a corporate crony disaster, then, they, then the message does stick. Hey, you're telling us what to do because they don't excel at liberty. So the left is able to outflank you and make abortion a liberty issue. So when you say, is, is abortion a winning or losing issue? Like a lot of issues, it's complicated. It depends on the broader packaging and the panoply of issues and messaging that your candidates put out. And I would note that DeSantis in Florida, he won all of those voters, demographics and counties that were getting crushed in elsewhere um, because I would say that he somewhat inoculated himself by standing for medical freedom. That's a big, big difference. We don't have that. So, again, we have a party that kowtows to donors, that takes our, our, our good issues and dips it in feces, agrees to the premise, and then you know moves 3,000 light years to the left, mm -hmm. walks back three steps, creates a fake fight out of it. Somehow eight years into MAGA, it seems like nothing has changed. All right, three other things I want to ask you about that, uh, that are hot buttons right now. Let's, uh, first of all, Fox yesterday just uh, signing an unconditional surrender to Dominion. All right, uh, it's a settlement but they're paying them the full freight of what the what they asked for in the lawsuit. I told my audience earlier two things. One, it's a terrible idea. I don't care who you are. It's a terrible idea for any free people to outsource the amassing and counting of their ballots in a, in a, in a, in a public election to a private enterprise that operates offshore outside the direct jurisdictional authority of the will of the people who are actually doing the voting. That's just that's a recipe for disaster. I don't care what they're called. It's a bad idea. That all notwithstanding... I don't I think this this destroys this issue. 
Um, you know, Fox is the Overton window for much of what gets done from a policy and meaningful um, uh, application standpoint on the on the right. Um, and so the idea that anybody in the Congress, anybody in any of these legislatures is going to meaningfully take on uh, whatever Dominion is after Fox News uh, cut them that check and, and they are now going to uh, mount Fox's head on their wall as a trophy. I mean, they've got carte blanche at this point moving forward, wrong or right. Steve, it's worse than that. Uh, you know, what do we talk about with the rise of the Fourth Reich? What is the core of the rise of the Fourth Reich? This public-private partnership where you bring in all the most powerful so-called private entities, make them stewards of the public good and, and the most vital public policy issues, the vaccines, okay, what affects everyone, that the government is going to indulge them and elevate them to a level of societal arbiter, in this case, the steward of our elections, and then you indemnify them. This is no different than Pfizer, and then mm -hmm. you indemnify them. Mm -hmm. So here's the problem with that. No one has made this argument, and I don't know why, but this is the core problem here. The the kind of, kind of tried to split hairs legally. Well, you know, Fox wasn't saying it did happen, but you know, they're reporting on others that were suggesting it, which in itself is a news story. Forget about that. I don't care if you're a formal news organization, a commentary organization, or an individual, a lawyer for Trump, Sidney Powell, whatever. If you are administering a vital public policy that sits at the core of our society, you cannot take criticism of that, not the company at large and other products, but that product off the table. So even if I lie about it, let, let, let's say I say someone gets up and says, you know, Ron DeSantis stole the elections. No way he could have won by 20 points. Should he should he be able to sue the person? No, because the slippery slope of that is much more dangerous than mm -hmm. just allowing unfettered free speech, mm -hmm. especially in the times we live in. What's to stop Pfizer from coming after you and me now? Mm -hmm. What's to stop them from doing that? There needs to be legislation making it clear. And this this makes sense. See, if you have a free market, then. You know, you you have to sell your product to people. You don't have a built-in base. You have to earn it. And if you have people unnaturally, verifiably lying about you, so we don't like li liable suits as much as they do in Europe, but there's got to be a limit. But when you are guaranteed endless revenue from government, I mean, there's nothing as certain as the existence of the American government. Okay, they'll never, even in a bad economy, you get your vendor, you get your client. With that comes the responsibility that we have to allow questioning of public policy. Hey, we have a lot of hacking nowadays with the technology. Are our elections secure? People have the right to raise those questions, mm -hmm. even if they're completely wrong, because the alternative is so much worse. It needs libel suits need to be off limits. If you don't want billions of government contracts, then don't take them. But if you are, then then we should be indemnified, just like Pfizer is from any libel suits. That's just the way we need to flow. Amen. I have three minutes. RFK Jr. announcing his candidacy today. Uh, and and then and then I want to bring Trump into this as well. I think these are these campaigns, the way that they are launching and, and, and being uh, coordinated are going to be very clarifying moments on the RFK side. How many Democrats 
are truly still sane. Maybe want more government involvement in our lives than you and I want, but they're, they're, they're not insane. We'll never become Republicans. Um, and they just have tolerated this woke insanity nonsense because they thought that was their only pathway to access to the uh, government Leviathan. Well, here's your landing spot. Now, I'm prepared to be fully disappointed by this answer, but we're gonna, I think it's a necessary answer yeah. for us to get because once we get that answer and it, is, it ends up disappointing us, then we know what we must do. We have to drive this wokeism into the historical abyss. We have to do to the white woke what we did to the white hood in a previous generation, make it unthinkable in public. On the other hand, Trump. Now, at this point, it, it, it's, it's pretty clear from criticizing pro-life voters for losing the last election, the pimping of the jab. Um, now he's uh, pro Disney's the victim. OK, at this point, anything Ron DeSantis does, he's going to take the opposite position. And yep. and and given what position DeSantis is going to come from, Trump is just going to violate virtually every single orthodoxy that we care about on, 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 during this primary. I think we're also going to find out how many people are just in this for Trump as a particular political brand. And then how many people are like, hey, I want the disruption. I like the agenda, but that's, you know, I'm looking for something else other than that. And I don't know what the answer to that question is, but I think we're going to get that answer as well. Your thoughts here in about two out. minutes on, on, on both on both fronts. So on the Democrat front, obviously, um, what RFK is, a, it's an interesting thing because he has the legacy Kennedy name, but also the t the brand he's running on is classical liberalism, very much freedom of speech, um, openness, transparency against public corruption, obviously big corporation, corporate monopolies, the sorts of stuff that Democrats claim to have supported in the past, what Bernie Sanders almost built a brand on, but actually he's really part of the other side of that. So I think that will be very telling. I don't think it's gonna be more than 15 to 25%, but I hope I'm wrong. Um, because I just watching these people, they actually believe that you shouldn't have freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. they, they literally believe that. Um, and they kind of represent the shift in the ACLU. That's where I think mm -hmm. the Democrat electorate has shifted over time. As far as Republicans, Steve, we're already finding that out. So I just want to bring something up. We, we were told even by the neutral arbiters that didn't take sides yet, but they're like, you know, DeSantis really got to step up his game with Trump's indictment. This is now a time to unify, put politics aside. He does. He goes out and says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll break my relationship with New York uh, reciprocity with uh, expedition. And then Trump self-deports. Not a problem, of course. Fine. Now we come. Everyone's talking about ESG. OK, that's the top talking point on conservative radio, cable. Everyone agrees. It's the new Republican universal talking point. You have the Super Bowl of ESG in Florida with Disney now. That's the linchpin of why red states aren't red, by the way, why Sanford Health runs the Dakotas, why Walmart and J.B. Hunt run Arkansas. So many of these other companies run Texas. He is breaking that mold. Trump is not only, oh, maybe giving a weak statement of support, he's pissing on him and taking the sides of, of Disney. Why the hell are all of our colleagues silent about that, Steve? I think we already have our answer. Now, I think a lot of it is fear. They walk on eggshells as they've been doing for eight freaking years. The question is, do they need to see a candidate get in the race and per perhaps have polling data, because that's all they care about, maybe showing that he could win? It's almost like a a hostage situation where you know you can overwhelm them on the plane, but who's going to be the first one? That's what's going on in our industry, and I think it's already very telling what we've seen. Good stuff, my friend. I mean, not good, but uh, 
you were good presenting such terrible things. Good to see you again. All right. God bless. Take care. Take care. Gentlemen, your thoughts here in about a minute. Daniel's Daniel always so much to agree. So in the rare case, I disagree with him a bit. I just was about uh, save women's sports. Uh, it's it's not a side I've Sam Ponder. We know who Sam Ponder is, female ESPN football. She just came out and said enough of this. It went full Riley Gaines. Really? Because she went full BLM and for okay. every other spirit of the age cause. Okay. So, well, so that, that proves point. her point if she's drawing the line here. Point. Yeah. This This is causing gals to come up. When they would have gone trans, you know, be compassionate. Here they're like, you're offering me zero compassion on any level. And then you come in the locker room anyways naked. Th this wakes them up. I saw it with my own eyes. Democrats caucused for hours hiding from my daughters and the 50 or 60 girls that they brought with them to the Capitol. They didn't want the photo op. They made half of them go away because they had other things to do. This issue, I've seen some of the best speeches from Republicans on any level ever save girls sports. Then we That was last year. Now we have this session and you see what happened in Iowa. It emboldened people. It's working. It's not because sports is the most important thing, but this thing wakes people up, and we have to acknowledge that. I've seen people say things. I, I put them in the National Review box. When it comes to DeSantis and actual bold leadership, I've seen people say and defend things I would have never thought possible from those people mm -hmm. because that's what strong leadership does. Mm -hmm. It emboldens people, to Todd's point. All right, we're going to stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow at noon to 2 Eastern right after Glenn Beck, right here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.